You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM, weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. It is 13 minutes before 5 o'clock. Today we hear from Kola Dikade, who is an anti-alcohol activist who transformed his life from being a hopeless drunkard to being a big security tech businessman. Kola, good afternoon and welcome to the show. Good afternoon, good afternoon. How are you? Great, 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 man. I have to say, what an inspirational story that you have and starting drinking at the age of 15. Yes, um, all glory to the Most High God. Um, I consider myself that I have a second chance in life. And I'm using that right now to to inspire other people and to tell my story Mm -hmm. so that I can help the nation, you know, because there are so many people that actually are in a state where I was and some of them are actually heading that direction. So by me telling my story, it's a way of uh, saying, look, guys, you're heading in a, in a wrong direction. Yeah. What what happened? Um, look, um, in, I grew up with my mother, and uh, it was okay with my mother. Uh, she was separated from my father. And uh, it, on my father's side, of course, most of the family members are drinking. So when I looked at them, I, I, I was, I'll, I'll say I was inspired or I was triggered to, mm. to actually start the way they were living also. I started as a hobby. It was fine. I, I could handle it at the beginning. It was not something that was out of hand. Uh, but, you know, um, I, I, I don't recall when exactly I started to drink every day right now. But the, the only thing that I know, um, at the age of 16, each and every weekend we were drinking. And from that, at tertiary level, I was drinking also every weekend. And when I started to work, when I went to Mozambique, that's when I started to drink every day. Because uh, in, in Mozambique, there was nothing else to do. The, the sun was hot. And we had an allowance of taking three beers from the company bill. So I started to take those three beers and I would, you know, I would go overboard, not three beers, but I would take more mm. every day until, you know, I got hooked. And uh, another thing I would say that triggered is that at that time I was still young and I earned a lot of money, of which when I came back, which my salary, I didn't use it in Mozambique because I was using the allowance that I was getting from, from the company. Mm. So basically, when I came back, I would have a lot of money to spend and nothing that uh, I was doing that was uh, like buying things for my family or I would take care of of someone in the family. But most of the money, I would just drink and buy clothes for myself. So that's when it, uh, it, went, it, it started to, to get out of hand. And I eventually actually lost that job because of that as, as well, because... When I started to drink every day, then I would um, I would not work, and when I was not working, the team would not work as a whole because if one person was not working, it means my team wouldn't be working because we're in Mozambique as a team. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, until then, my contract was not renewed, and I would that's being fired because everyone else's contract was renewed except me. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so, 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 in terms of the cycle that you were going through, what would you say f- now, in in retrospect, looking back, which you say was probably the lowest moment before you headed on to your road of recovery? Can you repeat the question again? What would you say uh, when you reflect back on your life, which you say was the lowest moment 
when you were an alcoholic? Yeah, it's it's actually when um, I moved from job to job and I was getting fired until um, when my mother passed away. Always when I when I when I got fired, there was someone who would back me up, which is my mother. So this time around, when she passed away, there was no one to back me up. So when um, I lost this, the job this time when she was not there, I had to go back um, in Ngamako where I grew up, in, in the town where I grew up at home. And I tried to get back on my feet. I tried to, 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 to get a job again in accordance. And that time, the only welcome place were taverns. And I was drinking every day. For two years, I became, you know, uh, an alcoholic, drinking every day in the morning. Um, you know, I'd go to the tavern as early as, five o'clock six o'clock when they were opening i would be there and at night i would be the last person to go out you know staying in the tavern whole day checking who's coming in mm. and i didn't have money so obvious then shendela <laughs> <laughs> yeah shendela. Okay. when you it's when you actually drinking from this group to that group to that group you know telling stories so that you may get alcohol for free so yeah it got out of hand to the extent that I tried to commit suicide um, for about three times. Mm. And, um, you know, in the morning, I would shake. They know the people that are coming from Namako. It's not like a fairy tale, what I'm talking about. And it, it got to the point whereby, at least for me to function, I would have, I would, I must have at least two beers, two cold beers, to be able to be in my normal senses. Sure. So, and I was young at that age. You know, and when I was reflecting and looking at, looking at my life, here is a person who's got certificates in electrical engineering and PC engineering and the people who knew me, who I was. You, you know, the thing about alcohol is that when I uh, when I was um, working in Mozambique, I was drinking, you know, the, the expensive um, drinks, the whiskey, yeah. and, you know, partying and with, uh, you know, the, the girls, they would consider that you are one of the coolest guys. But, you know, as as this time around, we would say you only can see peer watch, meaning that you drink whatever that is in front of you, whether it's a cheap stuff or whatever. Yeah, because you don't have the money. Yeah, you all you want to do is to you don't want to sleep sober. Yeah. Or you are fighting to uh, what you are fighting for is that by the time the dark comes, uh, you know, the, by the time the evening comes, you are already drunk, and you know the pace that you are drinking, you don't even control. You try to be drunk as fast as you can. Yeah, because in a, in a way, in that state of being drunk, you don't think of all the misery that you are going through. The moment you start to think about it, it's the suicidal thoughts that they come to you. And you know, um, as I as I have mentioned, I've tried three times to to to, 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 to commit, commit suicide. suicide. Yeah. yeah. So so tell us about um, Apostle Mkebisi Ketulo. Who is he? Uh, first, I'd like to talk about the the, the, the the first man who uh, because he's the one who groomed me into leadership who's this um the the the, the first person that actually um i went to was uh, apostle uh Ngazbini figure mm-hmm. is the person when i was in this state of suicidal and by the time when i needed help she, he is the one who actually knows my mother so um, I, I took a bus from Gamako to Cape Town to be with him. So when I came here, he found a place for me with the other guys. But eventually I decided on my own, I volunteered to go and be the guard at the tent at the, at the church, which was the tent that he was leading. So he's the man that actually uh, took care of me, made sure that I had food that year. 
He's the man that um, he was giving money for interviews. And also, you know, with with the help of the church members, I, I got clothes and everything. So basically, in the time of recovery, he was the person who was there for me and uh, looking after me and making sure that, you know, I'm completely clean of alcohol. And and uh, at the later stage, then uh, the person that you're talking about, which is a person to be which I, when I moved from Hout Bay because of work and I came to stay in Kailicha, so I joined uh, his church and he took over actually the work whereby he groomed me to to, the, to be the leader that I am today. Because the reason why I'm mentioning that is because I'm the I'm the president of Outreach for Christ and a charity organization that is feeding about 1,000 people twice a month as I'm speaking. Yeah. And and I'm leading a company that is actually um, a national company, the partner to MTN Stream Group. And I'm also an evangelist that is preaching around the country. I'm also an author. So for me to get out of the state of, you know, um, mm. for, for, for that major state, he's the person that groomed me into the leadership and to be the leader that I am today. today. Um, so, guess who we have on the line? We have oh, Apostle Mkribisi on the line. Apostle, good afternoon and welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Adrian. Thank you so much for making time for us. We just heard now from Kola the incredible, remarkable, life-changing role that you have played in his life. Just quickly tell us more about this relationship. Um, uh, Kola, I don't know if you want to say something before <laughs> before we get the apostle to answer my question. <laughs> Getting right straight into it. Okay, so Kola surprised as well because 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 we didn't tell him. Um, but Apostle, quickly tell us about this relationship that you've built with Kola, and also being able to hone, I guess, the the innate leadership skills um, that he had. But it needed to be, it needed some reviving, I guess, to for it to to blossom and be what it is today. And some people also reaping the rewards of what has been sown. Yes, definitely. You know, uh, people are destined for greatness according to God's divine people. When I met Paula, I saw a leader in him. I saw someone who has the potential to influence others. Not just to influence, but to lead them to their respective destinies. So when I came across him, uh, we had engagement, uh, obviously pertaining to leadership, you know, because that's what I picked up from him, that he has potential, he has leadership competencies, mm. you know, he just needed some touch-ups there and uh, engagement to be encouraged, and also we understand that life is spiritual, and also to deal with certain matters, spiritual matters, and encourage him in connecting him with his divine uh, destiny. So we, we, we met with Paula, and, uh, you know, it was just a short space of time. Things started to happen in his life, you know, in terms of business, the outreach. It's very true what you cited earlier on, that he's taking care of the communities with his outreach. You know, they are feeding people, his outreach is not only mainly about preaching. Yeah. They are feeding people. 
and also he has a stable business, security business, you know, in, in Cape Town, whereby uh, they provide cameras, uh, they, they install your cameras, uh, and quite a number of security-related matters. Yeah. So I saw a leader in him, I encouraged him, and then things started to happen. And here he is. Congratulations. Yes, you can add something, but we are closing off the conversation. Quickly, Kola. Yes, actually, I was saying to myself, I'm going to preach. I don't want you anything to do with work and everything. And he's the one who said, no, you need to go for business. You need to, to do something that will actually work with the outreach that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And Kola, just quickly tell us, so how many, how many, how many, how many employees uh, do you have now at Ukatek? We've got uh, permanent employees, which are 11, and we've got uh, uh, temp- uh, the temporal, which is the ones that we're working with around the country on the marketing, all in total is 27. 27. Are working, yes, are working on part-time uh, basis, which uh, they, they, they do marketing yeah. for us and also on consultation. But the number of the total is, is 27. It's 27. Kola, congratulations and thank you so much for uh, making yourself available to have a conversation about how you were able to turn your right life around. Kola Tegada is the director at Ukanyiselo Technologies, or called Ukatech, and we're speaking there to Apostle Kabisi Ketelo, who is one of the people who actually honed that skill, um, that innate skill that is, uh, or competency, as um, Apostle Mkabisi puts it, um, of being a leader. And we're able to turn their life around. I hope that you've been inspired, that great things do happen. Um, And also, you have over 20 families now who are benefiting from a company that was started out of absolutely nothing, just hopes and aspirations. It's 5 o'clock.